Hello and welcome back to the Good Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Toyin Ali. This is the podcast where we talk with college instructors all about their most effective teaching strategies. All right, so today's episode is brought to you by the Independent Professor Workshop. So in this workshop, I teach professors how to create their own self-hosted learning experiences to teach people outside of their university contracts. If you're interested in that, you'll learn about it a little bit more later, and you can always check the show notes or the description of the video if you're watching that to learn more about the workshop. Okay, today I'm really excited to share all about how I redesigned my pre-calculus class and turned it into a flipped class. And I've seen so much, so much success and I've been able to give the students a different experience, a more engaging experience, one that they really, really end up appreciating. And so I just wanted to tell you about that process, all the different components of my class, how I made it happen, how the students are enjoying it, all the things. Okay, so the class that I redesigned is pre-calculus, and this is an introductory level math class. It is a requirement for some students. So for a lot of majors, it's the last math class that students need to take, which is very interesting because it's a pre for something else. And then also students who maybe didn't take calculus or don't have a strong background in math from high school, they'll take this class to prepare for Calculus One. So there are a lot of students who take this class. And because we have this small class size initiative at my school where this class can have at most 19, so that's less than 20, 19 students in each class, in each section. So we teach a lot of sections of this course every semester. It's always somewhere between 60 to 80 sections. So a lot of people teach this course. A lot of students take this course. And the first time I taught this course at this school is um, in my first year, I think second semester of having my position. And I had already been introduced to active learning and I had already taught a similar course when I was a graduate student. And so I kind of relied heavily on the notes that I used when I was a graduate student and my teaching style from then. So it was traditionally a lecture-based course, but the way that I did lecture is a little different than most people do. I actually create a shell of the notes and I use a document camera. So I have the notes that I'm writing on and the students have the shell as well. And we're filling in the notes together. And so I would explain things, work problems, give them time to work problems. And it's usually more of a try this on your own or talk with your neighbor about this one problem. And then the whole class is spent mostly with me speaking and then practicing problems here and there and of course me checking from for understanding and what I would notice teaching this way I am very good at explaining math my students enjoy listening to me explain math they are able to follow along so they're always like taking notes nodding their heads showing that they understand but of course it makes sense when their instructor who is very knowledgeable in the subject is working everything perfectly and it's making a lot of sense. And what I found was when my students would go home, practice their homework, they would be studying to take tests and quizzes, they would kind of fall apart. They would get stuck at home and not ask for help. They didn't know how to like unstick themselves. Like when they got confused, they didn't know what to do to get out of it to still make progress on the problem. And what I kind of noticed is in that class specifically, a lot of the concepts we teach 
have already been taught in high school. So this is not my students first time seeing this material, yet they're still confused. And this is because there are just some little gaps, some missing knowledge, some little hindrances that are keeping them from completing and understanding a problem in full. And those things were not being addressed in the lecture. So I knew something needed to change. I just needed to have an avenue to change it. Luckily, my school developed a program called the Active Learning Summer Institute, hosted by the Center for Teaching and Learning at my school. And professors, instructors were encouraged to apply for the summer experience where we would be redesigning a course that would make a big impact on the department or the school that implemented active learning throughout the course. And so I signed up because I was like, this class pre-calculus, something needs to change because the students are not able to complete problems on their own. They're just able to like follow along and like understand when I'm doing it, but they need to be able to do it. And I was like, active learning is the perfect thing to help them do this. Like the reason why, so I'll back up. The previous semester, I had taught Calculus 1, and that class meets four days a week. So I would have 50-minute classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, plus a 75-minute class on either a Tuesday or a Thursday. And this was great because I dedicated that 75-minute class to group work the whole day. So students were practicing and working problems on their own, in their groups, asking me questions. And that was so valuable to help them understand and like work through techniques on their own so they could actually work through a problem completely without any help. There was not enough time in the three-day week schedule for pre-calculus for me to dedicate a whole day to just group work. And I was like, if these students could just work in class where I'm there to help them kind of get over these hurdles, this would be amazing. So that was kind of my thought when I was applying for this Active Learning Summer Institute. Uh, magically, uh, amazingly, I would say, four department members from my department were accepted. Um, the calculus coordinator, the pre-calculus coordinator, me and someone else. So we actually worked in teams on calculus one and pre-calculus, and we determined that flipping our classes would be the best use of our time in that program. So the idea with flipping is the traditional lecture part of the class happens outside of the class. And what might be considered homework or working time, practicing problems, that happens inside of the class with the instructor right there to help the students whenever they need it. And I find that the students really, really appreciate that support. Okay, so how did we do this? We used a backward design framework where we came up with learning outcomes for the class. Like at the end of the class, what do we expect our students to know? So we started there and anything extra, that really wasn't built into the class. Like a few things here and there, but they did not have priority because I think we get stuck in trying to fit enough content in the class. But if you do so much content and the students don't even understand any of it, is that more worth it or is it less content where the students really deeply understand the main things in the class? So that's what we focused on. And so we learned a lot about active learning. We learned about backward design. We decided what we wanted our classes to look like, to feel like. And so then after the summer, it was just time to implement. So in the last few weeks of summer, I started recording videos 
and preparing um, worksheets. I did not finish it all before the semester began. I ended up being about two weeks ahead. I had two weeks of video content and worksheets done before the semester began. And then eventually I was literally like one day or two ahead of my students, but that's okay. Okay, so let me tell you the structure of the class. So here's the structure. The students would watch video lectures at home, and these video lectures would be about 10 minutes each. So 10 minutes per video, and then the students would watch between three and four videos each night. All right, I chose 10 minutes because I think anything longer, the students would kind of lose um, like stop paying attention <laughs> and also to keep them focused on the video and not just let it play. I created a shell of the notes, just like I would do in class. So I created a shell of the notes that I was filling out in the video so the students could see my hands writing and the students had access to a shell of the notes. And so they were able to just follow along with me in the video. So literally I was able to sell it as this is exactly what we would have been doing in class. So that was nice. So they would watch the videos, takes about 30 to 40 minutes outside of class. And then to make sure that they understand what happens in the videos, they had a pre-class assignment. Now this pre-class assignments are two to three questions that are almost identical to the problems in the videos. The numbers are just changed pretty much. So if you watch the videos, you should be able to do the pre-class assignment and the students would submit that before class the next day. Now I have the students submit the pre-class assignment online. So on our online learning management system, they upload their pre-class assignment instead of bringing it to me in class, which is what I did before. So they watch the videos, complete the pre-class assignment. Now it's time for the in-class stuff. So in class, I always start class with a little to-do list just to, to say what we're doing for the day so the students know, as well as the announcements for the day so they know what they're expected to do to prepare for the next class. In class, I do a very brief recap of what's in the videos. I'm not reteaching. This will take five to 10 minutes and I'm usually getting the students to tell me what they learned. So I'll ask them to help me build formulas and things that I know that they will need for their worksheet for the day for class. So I spend five, 10, sometimes 15 minutes, depending on the lesson on a little recap and the remainder of the class is students working practice problems in their worksheets slash workbooks. And so I put them in groups, they work on problems, I walk around, I answer their questions, I have them present as a group on the board. It's very, very active. And often I will write up, especially if I know the problems are gonna be a little more challenging, problems that require deep problem solving skills, I have this problem solving process that I would put on the board just to remind them on those days where they get frustrated and they get like a bit overwhelmed because often what happens with group work is students don't depend on each other. And I would get the, a student from like the uh, students from the same group they would ask me the same questions. So one person in the group will ask me, well, how do you start this problem or how do you do this? And then someone else from that same group will call me over and ask me the same thing. That is not effective group work. So I started thinking, okay, what can I do to help them get started? So I would put on the board what I call a group work process. It's really just group work norms, but 
basically three steps. Number one, reread the problem with your group and determine what the question is asking for. And so literally just by determining what the question is asking for, that can help you get started. Like what is the format of the answer? Is it a point? Is it a number? Is it a graph? Is it an equation? Right? Just what is the question asking you for? Number two, what are some keywords in the problem that are related to the content that we're learning? All right, so what is this question assessing, right? Can you make a list? It's asking about the distance. It's asking about um, intercepts. It's asking about this. And based on those keywords, well, what definitions or graphs or equations do we know that are related to those things? So they have a lot to start from, just from those two questions. And the final prompt is determine with your group a good starting point and try it out. So I actually require my students to do all of those things before they bring me over to ask me a question, because when I get there, I'm going to ask them what they did for each one of those steps. And that kind of cuts down on me running around answering the same question. And it gives them to talk to each other and depend on each other with their group work. So in class, they're just working problems, practicing. I wrap things up um, usually with maybe one of the more challenging problems or getting them to tell me what they found to be most difficult about the lesson. And we'll talk about some tips and techniques to be able to do. I ask them like, what are some things you need to keep in mind to you know, make it through a problem for this section? And so they really appreciate that. And then when they go home, they have a learning, uh, uh, adaptive learning homework system is called Alex, A-L-E-K-S, where the students take this initial knowledge check just to see kind of where they are at the beginning of the class, which just determines, okay, what kind of prerequisite material do they still need to understand? Do they already know some of the concept concepts in the class? That's great. They won't be given any additional homework if they already mastered a subject. So every student has slightly different homework because it's customized to what they know. So it's meant to be a customized homework system for each student. And I do enjoy it because it helps students with the small like procedural solving equations types of problems where I can focus in class on more of the high level conceptual, more challenging problem solving type of problems. So that is really nice. So yeah, that is my flipped class process. I will recap. I, the students watch uh, three to four 10 minute video lectures where they are following along and writing notes. They complete a pre-class assignment to submit before class just to verify that they got out of the videos what they should have. When they get into class, I recap for about five or 10 minutes the things that were in the videos. They get to ask me questions, ask me questions about the pre-class assignment, and then they're off to the races. I put them in groups. They work through problems together. They ask me questions. If there's time, I'll have them present solutions on the board. And at the end, I do a little brief recap, and it can look different each day. Um, and then when they go home, they work on additional problems with their homework system. They watch the videos and the cycle continues every single day. I will say the students do love the structure. I find that they sometimes feel blindsided by their professors, feel like, oh my gosh, we have this this week? I had no idea. But in my class, it's literally the same every single day. Now, let me talk about things that I do actually grade. I do grade the pre-class assignment. Not everyone does. So I've kind of fast forwarded a bit. Originally, I created the material. I used it for myself and graciously of host doc actually signed on. He was like, 
I've never taught this class. Could I use your materials and help you test it out with the students? And then I, I will write all the solutions for you. I was like, yes, please, thank you. So thank you so much to that um, postdoc who helped me out. So only our students use the materials. And after it worked really well for our students, I think everyone in my class passed the class and that usually isn't the case. Um, it's got distributed to the rest of the department. So most of the grad students, new postdocs, and also some of the faculty members also use the materials with um, our students. And we got the library to get involved. So the library would print out the in-class worksheets for the students and they would just purchase it at cost. I think at the time it was $11. Now we've, up, we've updated it. It's a few more pages. It's now $15. So the students just pay printing costs and they have a nice workbook with all the activities and pre-class assignments um, for the class. So I was talking about what things do I grade? I do grade the pre-class assignments very, very lightly. There's typically two to three questions. I take it out of 10 points. So at most, this, or at least the students will make like seven out of 10. They usually don't make anything less than that. And most of the time people are making like 9.5 out of 10. I grade it oh so lightly, but I choose to grade it to get the students to take it seriously. So that's one thing that I grade. I do not grade their in-class work. I only grade quizzes and tests. So I have a quiz every single week because I like to give students checkpoints so that they know what things they still need to work on before the big test. And then we have three midterm exams and then we have a common cumulative final exam. So all the pre-calculus students take the exact same final exam at the exact same time at the end of the semester. Now, let me tell you what the students love about the class. They love that they have videos. So if they're confused about something, they can always rewatch the videos as many times as they need. They like the videos. They think the videos are easy to follow. They're able to understand everything in the videos. They're not confusing. They're very clear. The students really appreciate that in a math professor if they are very clear and understandable. So they do appreciate that. They like that they're able to ask me questions in class. And what tends to happen is I do see fewer students in office hours because the class almost works like an office hour. And then anyone who needs additional help, they will come to office hours. And then Number three, they don't prefer to have quizzes every week, but they do see the benefit of them. They would not like to take the test <laughs> straight without having any quizzes. So they do eventually see the benefit of the quiz. Um, and one other thing that I do is exam reflection. So the exam is not the final assessment. So once people take their test, I grade them, hand them back. Often students, I'll see them folded up and like never look at the test. I'm like, you are responsible for knowing the material that you missed on the test. So I do these exam reflections where I ask students, okay, before the test, what are you doing? How are you studying? And I actually give them a list of things that they could do to study for the test. Then they take the exam and I give their grade back and they do a post-exam reflection. I ask them, did you make the grade you thought you would? Um, were there any questions that were surprising? The answer should be no. <laughs> um, what do, how do you think you'll study differently? And so students tend to write a lot on the first test and then they learn how to study differently for the second test, so they write less and less and less. And then I have them do exam corrections. So they rework any questions that they missed on the exam and they turn this in and they don't get points back on the test. However, this is an easy grade. So I give them 
a quiz grade for it. Because we have so many quizzes, this gives them a boost to their quiz average and they appreciate that. Okay, so um, what have the students said about the class? They appreciate being able to ask me questions. They love the structure of the class. They know that, that nothing is really a surprise in the class. They felt very supported and they felt like they actually learned math. A lot of students said they were kind of like memorizing things and then they would forget them, but they really felt like they were able to learn with this model. So that is the flipped class experience. This is what I'm teaching this semester. I'm teaching four sections of pre-calculus. It is flipped and I'm really enjoying working with my students. Granted, it's only been two days this semester, but it's been awesome. If you have any questions about flipped class, this is something I love to talk about. Um, I'm happy to answer any of your questions. Send me a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram at Dr. Toy and Ali. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, this episode is sponsored by the Independent Professor Workshop. This is my workshop where I teach professors how to create and design their own self-hosted learning experience because there's a difference in teaching your students who are having like a college experience versus teaching just like a general public of elective learners, right? There's a difference in getting people to sign up for your class in the university versus signing up just from the internet, right? There's a little bit of marketing that takes place. And like, what does it mean to create an academic uh, personal brand? Like it's not being an influencer, it's a little different. And like, how do you optimize the number of people completing your self-hosted learning experience? How do you get feedback from them? So I share all of that information in the workshop. So if you're curious, check out drtoyandali.com forward slash independent to learn more and see when the next workshop will be. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this, definitely rate this, review it, share it with a friend, and I'll see you in the next one. Happy teaching.